If you're enjoying this episode, check out Fearless Fridays with Marianne, the podcast to help you transform past pain into present power so that you can heal your inner child and reshape your future. I am your host, Marianne Rivera Dannert in Rochester, New York. My mission is to see women worldwide live a free, fearless, and fabulous life. Subscribe to Fearless Fridays with Marianne on the Jazzcast Pros Network, available right here on your favorite podcast player. And remember, you are a priority and you matter. Jazzcast Pros. Hey, good people. Welcome back to Living the Front Seat Life. I'm your host, Kelly Marie. And the last time we were together, we started talking about grief and loss and the current situation that Shakari Richardson is facing. Uh, the amazing athlete that she is, and, and many of you know her story, um, but just in, in quick summary, I want to bring back our sports analyst, Robert Devereaux, to summarize what's happened, where we are, and then I want to dive deeper into grief and loss and athletes and the life that they face because it, it is really a mirror of who we are as a society. And, and there's some links in there that I think are, are very important for us to kind of dissect when we're considering and looking at living a front seat life. Welcome to Living the Front Seat Life. I'm your host, Kelly Marie, and I invite you to take this journey with me. We're going to be talking about all things mental health and emotional well-being. You see, I am a overcomer. If you are interested in figuring out the path for you to determine how and where you will drive your future, this is the place to be. We get to determine the ride. We may not get to determine the weather or who's on the road with us or if it's going to be a scenic route or not, but we are the drivers. So join me on this ride, Living the Front Seat Life. So back to these roles and understanding our place in the lives of others. Consider the role that her biological mother played in her life, the role her grandmother played, this reporter, her coaches, her friends and family, the trainers, all of these individuals have played a role in this saga. And each one has the opportunity to be the light. Now, before I turn things over to Rob, I want to give a big shout out to Jazzy T, the number one podcast producer, and also to Lisk. Lisk nominated me and selected me to be a Lisk Rubinger Fellow. So I'm a 2021 Lisk Rubinger Fellow. They believe in supporting community development. And I'm actually the first fellow uh, with a focus on health. So Lisk, thank you. Thank you for being uh, always aware and looking at the long-term goals of the community. So with that, Rob, can you bring us up to date Tell us a little bit, um, you know, background about Shikari. You know, some folks may not have heard the last episode. And so I want to just make sure we're all on the same page before we move forward. Uh, hello, Kelly Marie. Ms. Richardson is a 100-meter track and field specialist. A few weeks ago during the Olympic trials, she won the 100-meter race and she was slated to 
represent the U.S. at the Tokyo Olympics. Um, after that, a failed drug test appeared. Uh, THC was in her system. A few moments later, she confessed that she had smoked marijuana and then she used it as a coping mechanism because a few weeks before that, she found out that her biological mother had passed away. So in the midst of her grief, she gravitated to marijuana. Um, she has since admitted what she has done, but there's no apologies to it, which um, in my opinion, there shouldn't be apologies because at that moment in time, that's what she knew in her mind as far as a coping mechanism. And then since that decision from the United States Track Federation, they gave her a 30 day ban. It was a small window of opportunity that she may be able to participate in the four by 100 meter team. But as of today, it was announced that she is not eligible to participate as a member of the four by 100 meter team as well. So she has no options as far as participating in this year's Summer Olympics. Thank you for that summary. Now, there are a lot of pieces to her story and the greater discussion around being Black in America, being a Black person on this earth, and the way in which Black lives are mistreated, mishandled. We're not going to go there today. The goal today is really to illuminate the needs of individuals to have support, a support system, really, to help in times of need. And I, I cannot stress enough the complexity of the situation, but these are complexities that most Black folks face. It is illuminated and highlighted because she is at the level that she is in by way of spotlight, right? But, but the complexities of being Black and being Black in America and what that means is a topic that we cannot address in the short time that we have together. But I want to make sure that we're having a conversation that, you know, really all people can can pull from and understand truly what it means to be human. Now, one of the things, Rob, that I found um, interesting was, yes, she's dealing with the death of her biological mother, but the way in which she found out about her mother's death, I find striking. Um, can you talk about that piece a little bit so people understand this was not a, a, you know, Shikari, let's sit down and talk. We, we have some news for you. Let, let people know how that, how that rolls. In out. essence, she, after one of her uh, heats, she was uh, approached by a reporter. And uh, all reporters, they will ask the basic questions. How, how did you feel during that race? You know, what do we look forward to? You know, the... The basic questions you may hear about your performance, but in the midst of these performance questions, it was like, oh, by the way, do you know your biological mother has passed away? I can't imagine the shock, the bewilderment, you know, what was going through that young lady's mind when that person announced that to her. Let's put this in the perspective of an everyday person. You are in your weekly staff meeting and a new employee comes in, they're introduced, and they're like, oh, hey, so-and-so, I know you. How are you doing, you know, with the death of your, your mom? Unexpected. You would never expect that to happen. 
if you're in a service industry and you're taking someone's order and they say, oh, I'd like some water. And by the way, you know, how are you coping with the death of your mom? Right. I want you guys to really put yourself in her shoes. You're at work doing your job. She was at work doing her job. Her job is to run this race. Her job is not to entertain you. Her, her job is, is not to appease us. Right. Her job is to run. She did her job. She was doing her job. And a part of that is talking to the media. And so when I'm, I personally processed all of this, you know, I, of course, am like, you know, the audacity of the reporter, but I don't want to put the blame on the reporter. I don't know the whole situation, but just consider this piece. That reporter is not at the top of the sports reporting food chain, right? She has a boss. Someone gave her that information. Maybe her, what are they called? Are they editors? It could be some, a research assistant who could have found the information. It's the whole thing of who gets the scoop. And in mm-hmm. this era of sports media, that information could have came from anybody. That could have been someone who knew her mother and just say, hey, I got this information for you. How much do you... Some people pay for information. You know, not everybody's forthright and not everything is on Wikipedia or Google. But right. um, yeah, this information could have came from anywhere. And then the whole thing after that is how do you run it to buy your supervisor, your sports editor, or what have you? Um, or that reporter just might have on their own found the information and say, I'm going to get the reaction and see what happens. Um, and we see what had came about from that information being put out there in the world in that manner. And ironically, the reporter hasn't hasn't come out. Because uh, usually when someone breaks a story in any field, be it, you know, politics, science, there's always the reporter saying, oh, yes, I came up with this information. This reporter hasn't shown their face. Because um, maybe, you know, I, again, I'm not going to get into someone's feelings and, you know, try to figure out do they feel bad or they just feel that they're doing their job. But as you illustrated in your examples, that's a very harsh way of a reveal that someone who is part of your life is no longer here. And so I'll get into the what if. You don't have to. <laughs> but what about this reporter imagine being the one who again depending upon your perspective this person may feel as though they ruined this young woman's life they were out to get a scoop and now her career is not over but this this chapter of her life is really up in limbo right now right so process the piece of carrying the weight of knowing you were the one to bring that news and the impact that that could have on you as an individual. The reason why I'm pulling apart this story is because we never know what role we play in somebody else's life. This reporter could have just been doing their job. They could have been going for the scoop. They could have not wanted to ask about her mother, right? But was was guided or, or directed to do so by those that they report to. We don't know. We don't have that information, but just, you know, work with me for a minute and think about all of the possible ways this whole situation could have unfolded and the weight that people can be carrying. You know, Rob, I I appreciate your perspective and diving into really THC and marijuana and how ineffective it is in increasing someone's 
speed. Um, can you just speak to that piece of it? Because I'm seeing in comments, people don't seem to grasp that smoking weed is not going to catapult you into the Olympics. Well, with the uh, complex proportions, uh, the World Anti-Doping Agency, who is the, um, you could say the watchdog when it comes to the drug use of athletes uh, across the world, they have a 24-page uh, document laying out all the illegal drugs that athletes cannot use. Most of them are performance-enhancing drugs. Some are, um, are byproducts of cold medicine sometimes. And then you have, you know, the one that is front and center regarding this is the cannabis marijuana question. But this document, it's the Bible when it comes to athletes around the world and USADA, which is United States Anti-Doping Agency. They're the ones within the United States who regulates and is the head when it comes to all of the testing of Olympic athletes, as well as um, other sports when you look at boxing and things of that nature. Um, but with this document, when you're looking at the marijuana use, across the board, everyone would tell you that marijuana is not a performance-enhancing drug. It's used um, to relieve pain. You could look at it as a sedative. But no one says, hey, I'm about to vape, hit this bong, and do all these chewables, and I'm going to run a 9.5, you know, in a 100-meter dash. No one says that. It's who is making money off of this stuff, who is benefiting from this. And we know there is a fight when it comes to uh, marijuana use in the United States. I can imagine how it is across the world, but the United States, it has a very funny standing in our day-to-day -day life. Out of the 50 states, there's seven states at this time that look at marijuana illegally. You have Wyoming, Tennessee, South Carolina, North Carolina, Nebraska, Kansas, and Idaho. The remaining 43 states allows marijuana, be it for medicinal use and or they do not criminalize marijuana no longer. Because you have now a, a wave of uh, athletes who are trying to fight to say, hey, this is, not, this is not hindering my performance and it's not damaging my health. Like professional football, players specifically saying the drugs that the trainers give me are more dangerous to my body than the cannabis that I'm smoking. But then we can go deeper and look at how marijuana is criminalized in the society and who is it criminalized against. It's usually black and brown people in the United States. So, I mean, we can go deeper and deeper on how marijuana is viewed in this country. But the one study, I wouldn't say one study, but multiple studies out there show how marijuana is better than using some of these over-the-counter uh, pharmaceutical drugs, you know, more. You do look at alcohol, which is illegal everywhere, but might be one of the more dangerous drugs out there. It's an ongoing discussion. It's an ongoing debate on how marijuana is viewed within this country. Thank you for that. And to be clear, Shikari Richardson has not asked for 
anyone's forgiveness. She has taken full responsibility for her actions. She is not asking to be reinstated. She is um, only honestly asking for your grace and understanding, which, quite frankly, you don't have to give because she's processing this whole thing on her own or, you know, with her support system. So back to these roles and understanding our place in the lives of others. Consider the role that her biological mother played in her life, the role her grandmother played, this reporter, her coaches, her friends and family, um, the uh, trainers, the doping authorities or, or sports authorities, all of these individuals have played a role in this saga, for lack of a better word. And each one playing a role has the opportunity to be the light. Now, I always close out every show encouraging guys to be the light, but I really want you to understand what that means. At any given time, you have the opportunity to change the course, the direction of someone's life just by you being you, by you being the light. Now, what I want to do next time um, is, is give you the backstory behind Be the Light. Um, it, it came from my inpatient hospitalization and my recovery process. Um, through borderline personality disorder. And we'll jump into that in our next episode. But just know that at any point in your life, anytime you interact with anyone else, that could be, you know, opening the door for someone, um, walking by someone and smiling to more intimate relationships, right? You have the opportunity to impart joy, impart kindness, impart mercy and grace and light into their lives. So Robert, thank you so much for joining us again. Um, We hadn't anticipated being here again so soon, but thank you very much. Any closing words for folks? Like you said, you do not know the impact that you have on somebody's life. It could just be a one-off encounter or it could be somebody every day. So it's just to be mindful of just being a good steward of the world. And I think sometimes when we are in the midst of our day-to-day grind, we forget we're all human. And I don't think no one thrives on being negative. And we should just be, again, better people in this world. There are a couple of people out there that thrive on negativity. I'm just gonna put that out there. But <laughs> I wanna, they, got diff- they got a different set of issues. Yeah, but um, again, it's for the most part, just, just try to be a, a good a good steward while we're here. Um, that's all we we should strive to do. That's you know, some of us don't make it, but that should be the goal to be good humans. Thank you so much, Rob. You guys, if, if you're in crisis right now um, or you need someone to talk to, please call the suicide prevention helpline at one eight hundred two seven three talk or one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. You can also text HOME to 741-741. Both of those uh, lines, the text line and the phone line, are staffed with crisis counselors. So please, you are not alone. If you need to speak to someone, call or text 24 hours, seven days a week, free and confidential access to a crisis counselor. Now, if you know the type of resources that you're looking for, but just don't know where to find them, 
you can try dialing 211. It's a national network, and you can either dial 211 on your phone or go to 211 in your browser and do a keyword search on the term you're looking for, the type of service that you're looking for. So until the next time, I do encourage you to be the light, and we will talk about what that truly means on the next episode of Living the Front Seat Life. Be the light.